This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The opinions expressed in this episode are not to be construed as medical advice. Welcome to Demystify Beauty, a weekly podcast about creating transparency in the beauty space. I'm Mackenzie Westmore. And I'm Dr. Paul Nassif. Hello, good doctor. How are you? Good. It looks like um, it's great seeing you. I mean, every time I got to tell you I, I see you, you always have this incredible smile on your face now. I love <laughs> thank that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I owe a lot of it to you. So thank you. You put the smile oh. here. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like hearing that. You did. You did. Honest yeah. truth. And, and, and I'm really excited about today. I am super, super, super excited today because we have not only an amazing guest, but a dear friend of mine coming on. Uh, the incredible, the amazing, I know I'm, I'm pumping you up here big time, but yeah, Emily you are. Simpson, <laughs> oh, you are, no, you Hi. are, you're so sweet. How Hi. are you, honey? Oh, you know what? I'm great. And I'm, I'm happy to be here. So I'm excited. This will be a good, this will be a fun, fun conversation. I usually have to talk about like other women and who's fighting with who. So now I don't have to talk about any of that. That's great. No, <laughs> no, you don't have to talk about who's, who's battling who on the housewives right. of Orange County. This is all about you. <laughs> right. But wait, how do you two, um, by the way, Emily, nice yeah. meeting you. Nice meeting you too. I've heard a lot about you. I have I, uh, heard a lot from Dr. DeBro, so. Oh, God. He's constantly ragging on me all the time. That dude, um, I know. No, nothing, uh, nothing but good things, so. All right, good, but you know, he, he is a character. I've got to tell you something, you know, he's, he, he, he loves is. teasing me. He is funny, but he, he is. is a funny um, guy and, um, and, you know, we do all these hard cases, obviously, together on Botched, and these are like complicated cases, you know. Mm -hmm. But people... It's interesting. People don't know that we do first time surgery. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I knew that either. I felt like maybe you were just to the point where you were just only doing botch, but you do other things as well. You still yeah, do. You, you do. Yeah. We do a lot of, yeah. uh, you know, I do a lot of, it's called aging face surgery. Yeah. You know, facelifts and eyes and all that. And of course, uh, you know, I do noses, obviously, from, you can see that on botch. But how do you two know each other? How do we know each other, Mackenzie? It's so, you been know, years. it's funny. Is I, it has been years. And I was backtracking. Dr. Nassif, this is going to sound so lame, but I meet most of my best friends on Instagram. Oh. And that that's is how, how we, we other, right? is how we met. We were introduced in DMs on Instagram. Yeah. I'll never forget. You and I went out to lunch. And I don't know if you yeah. remember this, Emily, but we went out to lunch and we both were trying to be prim and proper. And finally, I mean, I just had it because I was starving and I almost like mauled the waiter to say, can you please bring us bread? I need bread yeah. right now. Yeah, I need and, food. Yeah. And, but I'm like, I needed a bread basket and I wanted the whole bread basket. And mm -hmm. Emily, I remember you said at that moment, you're like, I love you. You actually eat bread in LA. I love you. And I was like, love at first yeah. sight for us. Right. Well, I didn't want to be the first one to attack the bread basket. So I was happy that you did. I did. And then we and then we bonded over carbs and we've been friends ever yes. since. Yes. So. Yes. We bonded over carbs and it's been friends since. Well, you know, speaking about bread, that's how you tell about a good restaurant. If they're, you, you know if the bread is fantastic, that... The food's going to be great. And I do have to tell you, I went to a new restaurant in L.A. Um, it's a steakhouse called Steak 48. I think they're they're um, opening up one by you guys, uh, Newport Beach somewhere. Oh, they are. It's the, um, it, it used to be Fig and Olive, right? Fig and Olive, right. yeah. Ah. So um, the bread 
they bring it and it's warmed, but they infuse it with butter. So when you cut into it, butter just, it's some, it's devilish, of course. Ooh. And the butter flows out when you cut into it. See, so it cuts out like you don't even have to put your own butter on. You just, you, you don't do have not to do your anything. Own butter. <laughs> It's just getting worse and worse. <laughs> Emily, we got to go. Emily, we need to go. <laughs> we need to go. I'll let you know when it opens. <laughs> yes, we are way overdue for, for meeting up anyhow because we, we always are. talk about hiking and like getting together. But it's tough, you know, Calabasas to Orange County. I know it's, it's a hike for both of us. No pun intended. It is. Where, 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 do you, where do you live? Well, without getting too specific, you can say the area. Um, I Well, I live in Laguna Niguel. Oh, you do? It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, Laguna is right. It's right next to Dana Point. I'm I'm in South Laguna Niguel, so I'm close to Dana Point. So, Julia, fantastic, beautiful area. And and you're an attorney. I am. Yes. 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 Very intelligent. California and Utah. Yes. <laughs> so tell us even. about your start. Tell us about how you got going. Um, you know, I just. I went to college and then I decided to go to law school and I went to law school. I was practicing, married Shane. And then Shane and I moved from Utah back to Orange County in like 2013, 2014. And I don't know what happened. I just, I met Tamara. So I knew her a little bit. And then I think when, when I knew Tamara, I just kind of was on the radar for housewives. Cause you know how they like to always like find like friends of housewives or associates of housewives to bring on the show. So then I had um, a casting person reach out and ask me to audition. I auditioned one time, knew nothing about it, nothing about what I was doing, had no idea how many rounds there were or anything, didn't get on yet that year. And then they came back and asked me to audition again. And then that's the year I was cast, which was season 13, five years ago. So yeah. now I for five finally, years, huh? yeah, five years. And I finally know what I'm doing. Maybe like a little bit, but <laughs> I, I know that uh, that that whole rigmarole from uh, Housewives of Beverly yeah. Hills. I remember going through that. Yeah, <laughs> it was it's daunting, to say the least. It is. Oh, you women, yeah. you went through it. Yes, I did. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could say who it got down between. <laughs> I don't know why they don't cast her. She's like Hollywood royalty. <laughs> so sweet. Well, you know, well, let me, I'll see if I can, you know, throw a little bit of um, love in there. And uh, thank you, Dr. Nasser. Uh, some of the, uh, you know, since, um, you know, we'll get good old Alex Baskin to uh, show you some love. Love Alex. I would yeah. do it in a heartbeat. I, th I don't know. Emily, you can tell me. We've talked a little bit about this, but I think it'd be fun to do. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be interesting. Um, how do you like being on yeah. Housewives? <laughs> I, I feel like it's like I feel like it's like a love hate relationship. Yeah. I mean, there's times when you you love it because it's amazing and you feel like it's such a great opportunity and you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm doing yeah. this. And there's other times where you're like, why am I doing this? Like this makes no sense. Like why am I subjecting myself <laughs> to this? Why you know? So it's both. It's it's all. It's all the emotions, right? All of them. It's everything at once. But it's it's everything now, at once. Yeah. I'm, I'm so curious because of having an attorney background. You you're extremely intelligent. Mm -hmm. You know, you're a businesswoman. How is it for you? You know, being on Housewives, being in the spotlight, and and some of the the love that you get on social media and in the press, and also some of the not so love that mm -hmm. you get. You know, I tell you, honestly, my first season and probably my second season, the negativity was really hard for me. I took it very personally because I'd never had to deal with that before. You know, I have a very 
nice life. I have nice friends in my life. Like we don't yell at each other or throw things at each other. (laughs) Like I don't have people. I I didn't have like a lot of people following me on social media. So all of a sudden when you're thrown into that limelight and then people are judging you and commenting on you and they're commenting not only on like your marriage and your husband and your kids, but like your looks and your weight and, and your, how you dress. This is everything. It was, it was really Yeah, like those first two seasons, I mean, season one, especially like it was just so hard for me. Well, first of all, I didn't know that people were that mean. (laughs) Like, that was like a whole new thing for me. Really? Um, And then, you know, I Shane was very grounding for me because he really just doesn't care about other people's opinions. So he was always like, I felt like he always kind of brought me back down to earth. Like he was like, you don't know these people. They don't know you. They're not your friends. They don't know anything about you. So but it's still hard. I mean, you know, the show's going to air soon. It's going to air in June. And I have to prepare myself for all the people that right. are going to come on my account and, and seek me out and tell me how much they didn't like something I did or wore I, or said. But I just, at this point, I'm just more used to it. I have to look at it like they're watching and they have an opinion. And so that's good. <laughs> it's viewership, <laughs> right? Expense, yeah. It's whatever. viewership. <laughs> so right. I, I so. want to talk about now your journey of plastic surgery and your transformation that you went through. So why don't you tell us about that? Well, I feel like it's been like an ongoing, long transformation. I would say it started like three years ago. I wanted to have my implants removed. And so that's when I first went to Dr. Aga. I had a consultation with him and we talked about the implant removal. But then, you know, when you remove the implants, it's not like you just take the implants out and you're done. Like then we had to talk about, um, you know, we had to do a lift and did I have enough of my own breast tissue that I was in proportion? So then we had to talk about a fat transfer and all these things that, you know, I guess I, I wasn't really aware of when we just talked about removing the implants. So the first surgery I had, he removed the implants and did a lift, but we didn't do a fat transfer. So then the second surgery, which was about six months later is when we did the fat transfer And then I also did like a mini lower facelift because I just, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden I lost my jawline too. Like, Uh I feel like I just fell apart all at once. I hit 42 and all of a sudden, like I had no jawline and I gained 30 pounds and it was just, I don't know. I feel like middle age just hit me hard. (laughs) Now I'm curious, do you feel that if, if you were not in the Hollywood bubble, would you have done a lot of these things or do you feel that you would have just done this even being in Utah doing law? No, I probably would have done it anyway. You would have. Okay. <laughs> I, I do. I do believe that being on TV and having people comment on the way you look, I, it, it, it can be difficult, mm-hmm. but I've also, um, I don't know. I've always been healthy. I've always worked out. I've always, you know, wanted to look good. And I've always, I don't want to look different. I always try to distinguish. Like I'm not trying, stop it. Sorry. Sorry. I'm never trying to look not my age or look like someone else. I just want to look like the best version of myself at 47. So if that means like we have to pull a little bit back so I don't have three chins, then that's what it means for me. So we did that. And then 
the most recent surgery I had, which was in January of this year, I actually had liposuction in my arms, but it wasn't lipo. It was liposuction, but it was some like, you probably know Dr. Nassif. I don't know what it was. It was like, I don't know, were they lasers or sound waves or something? So it's, I don't know. It was probably called Vaser, you know, it kind yes, of that. at the mm. end there. But then did they yeah. do, did they do the Renuvion after to tighten up after they did the liposuction? Well, that's where we're at now because um, I don't think I need any skin tightening, good. actually. I think I'm good, and I was good with that. I, I always worked out and always lifted weights. Yeah. So once we remove like a lot of the the fat, my arms are jacked underneath, which I was really happy about. <laughs> like I was in good shape underneath. I just had like, it's like I had like a, like a, you know, just like a little fluffy suit on. And so once we were just removed the little fluffy suit, I had like all this muscle tone underneath. <laughs> now here's a quick question. You know, years ago, back then celebrities were, you know, when they would talk about any, first of all, in the beginning, no one even talked about Botox. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then that became like, hey, no big deal talking about Botox. And then some celebrities started talking about their plastic surgery journey. Some got a lot of heat for it. And some, again, because you're going to have haters with no matter what you do. But uh, other, yeah, yeah. you know, others, you know, heard positive comments. Now for you, mm -hmm. how did that go for you in regards to the fans about, you know, your plastic yeah, surgery journey? Yeah, I would say journey? it's a mix. And, and I, and I'm was okay with that. Like, I, I always want to be honest about everything I've done. I feel like it's better to be honest mm -hmm. because then when you're not honest, people make it way worse than what you really had done. So you might as well just own, own, own it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but for me, I always say for me, it's a combo approach. I've always worked out. I've, you know, had the same personal trainer for five years. I feel like I'm very fit and healthy and in shape. But I got to this point in my life where I'm in my mid 40s and like I can't do anything about my jawline no matter how much I work out or how many lifts I or how much weight I lift. Like that's not going to change. And, you know, it's like with my my chest, like I, it's not going to lift back up because I do cardio every day. It's so for me, I always say, well, it's like a combo. I still think it's important to work out. I still think it's important to be healthy, but I also fix things as needed that bother me about myself. And if it bothers me, then I want to fix it because then it makes me a better mom. And I know, I don't know, maybe that sounds vain or whatever, but if I feel confident and I feel good and I feel good when I put my clothes on, then it's, I feel happier and I feel better about going out and taking my kids to the park and doing things with them. I'm not dwelling on how I don't like the way I look. And I think as women, we we spend a lot of time focusing on things that bother us. So I fix them. <laughs> so. Well, listen, all, all those sound like good reasons. When I have a patient come in and we always want to inquire, why do you want to do something? And the answer has to be reasonable. Mm -hmm. And if you're saying, you know, hey, I'm dieting, I'm exercising, but these are stubborn areas that don't go away or whatever it is, or the skin's getting a little bit loose around the jawline and it makes you feel good, then that's your right to do things. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and as mm -hmm. long as you do your research and get the right doctor and God willing, get a decent result, I mean, it's for you. It's not for anyone mm -hmm. else. Ex yeah. It's for you, obviously. You know, right. And those are all the things that I always, you know, whenever I post about anything I've had done, I always get, I would say 50% of the women will say nice, supportive things like, that's great. You do what you need to do all, you know, and then I get the other half that are like, well, she just looks like that because she has 
you know, plastic surgery. And it's like, no way I don't, because if I didn't work out as much as I did, if I got liposuction, it wouldn't look as good as it does. It looked, it looks good because my arms are in really good shape because I've been working out so much. So, you know, and at the end of the day, as women, it's our choice how we choose to age. I have so many women that comment like, well, I, I love my gray hair and I've never had Botox. That's great. But you shouldn't, you shouldn't put down someone who does. Right. Because we all have that choice to age however we choose, and it's a personal choice. And as women, that's our right to choose how we want to age, and we should all respect each other's choices. It's, you know, because you put that on your Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's about choices, and that makes sense. I mean, it's your body, and, you know, and, you know, whether it's sometimes people might try, you know, talk about body shaming and all these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, I mean, you got to do what makes you feel good, you know, and again, it's your agenda. And in regards to, you know, you're talking about 50% of the people are supportive, but it's too bad that 50% are not supportive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and th- again, there's always going to be haters. I mean, like Mackenzie, when you went through yours, yeah. Uh, again, you're not a housewife though. You know, remember, housewives are different because right. there's ebbs and flows with the popularity and the haters and the likers, you know, it right. changes all the time. I mean, did you get a little bit of uh, grief yourself? Oh, yeah. I, in fact, there was one that I post I remember reading where I, I had said, you know, thank you to you of really giving me a new lease on life. And, and somebody did comment saying, come on, new lease on life, you had a facelift. How is this a new lease on life? You know, cancer, uh, getting cancer cured is a new lease on life. And I, I was able to respond, well, as a cancer survivor, um, this is a new lease on life for me because it has changed my self-esteem. I mean, I was getting to a point where it was difficult to look in the mirror. It was, it was difficult to really see, um, myself in any positive way. And like Emily said, you know, when you feel good about yourself, you're able to live your best life. So, you know, with, with the negativity that I got, I, I just would, I always respond in, you know, a, a, the positive way that I can, and I try to, um, doesn't always happen, but <laughs> Emily knows that, but it, it really mm-hmm. is about, you know, living your best life, feeling your best. You know, to, I agree with you, Emily, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It's how you feel about yourself when you walk out that front door. And, and another point that you made that I also really agree with is, Okay, so if you've done these surgeries, you still have upkeep afterwards. There still is work. Mm-hmm. To, it's not like you have a surgery and ah, I'm done. You know, there's still right. like having gone through what I went through with Dr. Nassif, I know that I better take care of my skin. I better have good skincare products. Like, sorry, but your Hydro Screen is my my go-to. <laughs> um, SPF. I never wore SPF before, which is stupid. Having skin cancer five times in my life, you'd think I'd learned my lesson at some point. I never did until Dr. Nassif did his work. And then I was like, okay, now I really should be serious about SPF because I felt all mm-hmm. this was done. Why am I going to let this go to waste? So I know how hard you work. I know I see, I've seen your exercise routines. So you put the work in and that's what people need to understand and respect is that it's your prerogative to do what you want to do. And then you put, you do put the work in afterwards. Yeah. And I, I think that people sometimes don't think about that. They just see a post and they're just like, oh, she got surgery. That's why she looks like that. And it's like, 
no, that's just a, that's just an element of my lifestyle. You know, there's one plus one plus one plus one plus one equals this conclusion. And it's all these different things. It's trying to be outside and, and, and walk and it's lifting weights and it's trying to make healthy choices. And I don't drink a lot of alcohol. I mean, on the show, when we're filming, I drink way more because I feel like you have to in that environment (laughs) sometimes just to deal with it. But that's only four months out of my life. The the remaining eight months, I barely drink at all. So, you know, and it's like I try to eat a lot of fruits and vegetables and I try to get out with my kids and do things active outside. And it's, you know, all those things add up to a result, not just having a surgery. Correct. You know, that's interesting when you hear this because, I mean, from the perspective of some patients used to think that, and it is true for many patients that you need to feel good on the inside first before you feel good on the outside. I have to tell you, after doing what I do, the transformation of many times doing something on the outside making you feel better, obviously, the way you look. For example, you were just both were talking about. It changes the insight. Yeah. In regards of how you feel from the psychological standpoint. You know, it, it's, it's getting rid of uh, whether you're a teenager and you got a huge bump on your nose and you're self-conscious about that, or you need a little nip and tuck, you know. And now you had your, your implants out. Mm-hmm. Now, was there a reason you just wanted them out? Or did you have a little bit of the well, breast implant illness kind of so, uh, symptoms? or you just... I think it was a little of, of both. I did. I, I had to have my hip replaced um, when I was 42. And so I have pretty severe arthritis and joint issues. And so I felt like maybe taking the implants out would just help me feel better. And maybe, you know, it was one of those things where what do I have to lose if I take them out? If, you know, maybe it'll help. And maybe if it doesn't, then I just don't have them anymore. And I was fine with that. Plus, I feel like kind of, you know, how styles change. And I don't feel like it's not like the 90s anymore where that those big boobs are in style anymore. It's like, I feel like it's like the smaller chest with like the big butt now. And I already have a big butt. So I was like, (laughs) we can get rid of the boobs. (laughs) (laughs) you're too funny now well and you know also um when you have a large chest it's really hard to dress sometimes and that was what became very that became very difficult for me even on the show because we have to wear so many different outfits and we have to change so many times and we have to travel and we have to and it's really difficult when you have a large chest and I have a small waist that it was hard all to get things that fit I just got really frustrated with nothing fitting I couldn't you know just things wouldn't button. And I I don't know. It's just, I, for me, it's easier to find things to fit when you don't have a large chest too. So that was another reason too. I was just, I, it wasn't like I was in any kind of mourning about having a smaller chest at all. It was, there were a lot of benefits. (laughs) I feel you on that. How did you find your plastic surgeon? Um, you know, I actually, um, just did some like internet research and then he was recommended to me and I went to a consultation with him. I actually went to, I think like three consultations with him before I actually decided to go with him. And I, and I had my husband come to one cause I like Shane to kind of feel like, you know, how does he feel about him and is he comfortable with them? And, um, I don't know. And he's Persian too. My husband's Persian. I don't know. I feel like I just, 
I don't know. I just it, it felt just, like it just meshed. Yeah, it meshed. I liked I liked him. I liked his personality. I liked that he was just straightforward yeah. and I don't know, like I, I just you know, I feel like it's it's not so much it's the work definitely, but also how you interact with someone and how you feel when you're in the room with them, you know? Cause you have to you have to spend time with this person. They have to get to know you. You have to do post op. You have to spend a lot of time in their office and talking to them and you wanna be comfortable. Yeah, it's so important. So I gotta ask, you know, the big elephant in the room is did one of those doctors, did you go and get an evaluation by Dubrow? No, I didn't. <laughs> is, is, no. That because, is that because of you being on the show and all that? You kind of just wanted to keep things separate? Yeah, or... I mean, I had, I've had a lot of people comment, like, why didn't you go to Terry? And for me, it's just, I, I feel like sometimes with work, you just have to keep work separate, separate. and not intermix the two. I mean, I'm, I know Terry's a phenomenal doctor, and it's not, that wasn't an issue. It's just... I think for me, just with a comfort level in the show and not kind of mixing things sometimes that it's just easier to, to just not, <laughs> Yeah, no, you know, that makes sense. I mean, that's a, a very valid answer instead, you know, that we can. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, being on the housewives and you, you're now, did you say five years? Yeah. Five. Wow. Congratulations. You know, years ago when I knew a lot of the housewives, I think I probably still know a few of them. That was a fun group of women. All really, you know, back then. And again, this was mm -hmm. way before five years, though. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, we're on, we're on season 17 now. So wow. <laughs> wow. who else is on? I'm just trying to think if I know anyone anymore. Besides Heather and Terry, who else um, is on? You probably don't, but I don't know if you remember Taylor that was on Beverly Hills. She came oh, yeah. on OC this year. Taylor? Taylor's on OC on. now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And well, Shannon, I don't know if you know Shannon. Sure. I mean, oh, she's Shannon, my my US yeah. my USC buddy. Yes. Yeah. So you gotta tell then, tell Shannon I said hi too in case you see them. It's funny. I will. And um, Gina and me, I think the I'm still like the newest one, even though I've been on for five years, because they keep bringing new people on that don't last. So I'm like, yeah. can we please get someone on <laughs> that actually stays, so I'm not at the bottom of the totem pole after five years. Oh, I'm my still God, on the funny. end. I'm still like the last one. <laughs> yeah, I, Gina is that a, another? She's a newer one. She's newer. Yeah, she came on the same year that I did. Yeah. So. We're, but we're like the newest ones, and we've been on for five years. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it is some of the same people that I knew from before. That's right. I'm I'm trying to think. I went to a few parties back in the old days when they were filming uh, Housewives of Orange County, and I can't recall as compared to the fights that the Beverly Hills Housewives in the beginning when I was on it. Uh, <laughs> you know, those fights were pretty intense back then, and. Um, it was funny how you said, well, you got to kind of drink so you can actually get a little numb when you go to those parties. Yeah. And, you know, I think also what people don't understand is how long you film, like the and especially when you go on the vacations. I mean, they film you from the moment you wake up at, you know, seven o'clock in the morning until three o'clock in the morning. Like wow. they never shut down. So sometimes it's like you, you need to drink to rally so that you can stay awake. I mean, I go to bed at 9 p.m. So I'm like, I need a shot of tequila so I can keep filming because I need a nap. Is it four yeah, months straight funny. for you? Yeah, it's pretty much four months straight. Yeah. And how is it for you when they start to come in on the family and things things that because I know what a family person you are and I know how, how close you are with your family. How is that for you? Yeah. 
You know, I feel like those are actually like the easier times to film. Other really? than now it's getting hard for me because my kids were very, very young yeah. when I first started. They, they were three and five, three, three and five. And so it, I feel like it was almost easier then because they had no idea what was going on. And so they just toddled around and just did their own thing. But now my daughter's 10 and she's really sassy and she <laughs> likes to like act out when the cameras come. Oh, boy. And so oh. it's really difficult. All I can think about is like all these people out there that are going to like judge me as a mom because my daughter's acting like such an a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> That is so And then funny. my boys, I have 20 boys that are eight and they just all of a sudden realize that like mom's on a TV show. So when the cameras are in the house, they like to like jump in front of the cameras and like <laughs> stick their tongue out and, you know, <laughs> so I'm like, stop it. You can't do that. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the frustrating part now. It's just my kids being aware. It was, it was a lot easier when they had no idea what was going on. Yeah. yeah. I miss those days. Oh boy. Well, first of all, I got to tell you, you look fantastic. Yeah. From, you know, thank you. Me as a face expert, you know, um, I mean, I still feel like I need a little work. And then I don't know if I do or if I'm just, do you know how sometimes you feel like you can get addicted to something? Yeah. That, like, I, I need to, I have to, like, Emily, I got to be honest. I, there have been many times where Dr. Nassif's office has been my voice of reason, whether it's Dr. Nassif yeah. or Laura or Rachel or some of the other people that are in the office where I'm thinking, oh, my God, I need to do something. And I'll yes. talk to them and they're just like, no, you do not. Just good skin care, lasers, go away. And that's what I've always appreciated is when I have those moments right. of, ah, they're always like, Mackenzie, chill out, relax, yep. go home, get out of here. Great to see you, but get out of here. <laughs> right. So it's right. nice to have that voice of reason. You need that voice of reason right. in your life because as women, I think especially, we look in the mirror and since the pandemic, my God, we're constantly on our computers. We're constantly looking at these our photos of ourselves as we're talking to other people and we're nitpicking ourselves so much that it's gotten even more difficult than it was before. And that's what I found was that I needed that group of people to tell me, no, it's so important to have somebody in your life to tell you no, because it is easy to get addicted. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think even as women and when you have a surgery, it, I, this is how I feel sometimes, even when you have a surgery and it's successful and you think it looks good, I always worry that like, it's going to go away. Yeah. Do you know what, do you ever worry about that? Like I wait, I w I'm always afraid that like, it's going to fall. <laughs> like it looks good, but I don't know. Is it going to start to like. It, it, it will. I mean, the bottom line is it's really about the elasticity of the skin and some of those genetics. Right. I mean, all three of us have had little facelifts. You know, of course I did Mackenzie's and then, you know, I had one years ago, you had a little mini one mm -hmm. and you know, a lot of patients will look good for a long time. And it depends on the elasticity of the skin. Plus, there's little tweaks that you can do sometimes that are non-surgical to keep things nice and tight. Why is Mackenzie, why are you so glowy? Why is your skin so glowy? That's makeup. What do you have on? That, that is, it's, it's a combination oh, of skincare like, and makeup. It's very dewy. That's the makeup. Uh, that is, yeah, it's that's, actually. That, that's Westmore makeup. That's, that's Westmore beauty. It looks good. I, I will, I will say it to really you, Emily. Um, we actually are launching a brand new foundation soon. I can't Ooh. talk too much about, but um, I think Dr. Nassif, you're going to love some of the ingredients. 
Um, but it is a, a very, like, this is what I have on. That's why my skin is very dewy, uh, glowy. Um, it's, you know, there's a, a, that combination of after we do what we do with, with our doctors, yeah. um, it's, it's the upkeep and it is, it's the makeup. Makeup makes a big difference in our makeup choices right. from foundation right. to concealer is another big one. Finding the right concealer that won't settle into those little lines and, you know, little crepiness right. that we all have. And from their highlighter, that's a gem. I use that as my primer. Yeah. This is, you got to use actually Mackenzie. Tell Alice to send her this with your concealer whenever you can. I will, yeah. This right here is going to be your magic potion. Yeah. It's incredible okay, hyaluronic I need, acid. I, I need the magic potion, please. The hydrocyclin and the detox pads, because I'm very big now on cleaning my skin. Because, I like I said, I really do feel, after Dr. Nassif did his magic, cleaning my skin, really, really getting everything out of the pores. So I double cleanse it. And then I use the detox pad to really make sure I have gotten everything off of my skin. And then I have my own skincare routine and I, the Hydra screen is always in there. And I do like to prime with that, um, you know, on days when I am going to go on camera so that it is, it gives even more of a, a dewy glow. And if I still feel yeah. like I need a little help, I'll even dab a little bit over if I need to. Um, yeah. so yeah, the hydro screen is important. And, and I'm just curious, Dr. Nassif, in your point of view, if somebody cannot, uh, have the means to go keep up with like high end skincare, they can't do lasers. They can't do radio frequency. What are things that you would recommend as a top plastic surgeon to people They they can do things maybe at home or things that can be more accessible? You know, so that, that's why, you know, when it comes to doing things at home, what we try to do, what's different, for example, about some of the skincare products that we have and the tighteners and lifters, um, and, you know, for example, as you know, I mean, we have some of the new peels, mm -hmm. and then we even have these little microneedling strips, too, for the lower eyes and for the 11s Ooh, and the jowls yeah. and, and all that stuff. The thing is, it's extremely reasonably priced. Yes. So it's it's for the masses. And so, you know, when it comes to that, um, you know, from the exfoliators, and if you could actually hydrate, exfoliate, and my mantra, nourish and protect your skin, right even after having a facelift or an eyebrow lift or anything, and take care of your skin immediately, that right there will help the quality of your skin so that you'll look better for longer. And, you know, the goal too is, you know, we have collagen induction and we have keeping the elasticity of the skin that's great. Matter of fact, by the way, I'll mention it here, but we just launched a biotin and collagen gummies. Nice. It's great to help as that scaffold for your collagen, but against the loss of elasticity that you start seeing the drooping and, I mean, you both, including you, Emily, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you both look fantastic. Thank you. So that's why I'm saying to you, before you even think about doing anything, you should come, you know, I'll take care of you. Come on down and let me take a peek at you. Yeah, or, yeah you can come. Or if, I'm, or if I'm out in Orange County, since I'm out there, I'm actually going to be um, most likely starting to see patients once a week, I think more towards Newport, mm. possibly near Dana Point somewhere. Somewhere else. Uh, like I said earlier, I, I can't reiterate this enough, but I think it is so important for people to have 
those people in their life to tell them no. And I mean, and even for me, God bless my husband. He tells me no all the time, but I don't listen. But for some reason, I go to Dr. Nassif's office and I hear what he says. <laughs> so it's important to have people in your life to tell you no. And that's where I see that amongst not not just housewives, but among celebrities in general, so many are not mm-hmm. told no. They're just yes to their whole lives, and then they get in this mess. Mm-hmm. So I, I really do appreciate having a, a, a home to go to where people tell me no. Now, fabulous to meet And yes, sometimes. Yes, <laughs> yes, sometimes. Well, Actually, the VIP there's always the yes. There's always a yes. yes. There is the VIP. I've fallen in love with. Um, a lot of their their the the broadband light I've fallen in love with. Um, so yes, there's always a yes somewhere. It just might not be the yes you want, but there's always a yes somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, especially to remember, you have the non-invasive procedures. You know, the radio frequency, for example, to the face, which is a tightener. Um, there's radio, you know, radio frequency with helium, called Renuvion. There's ways to tighten. So there's different ways to tighten the skin. While you're taking care of the inside, I mean, that's taking care of the inside versus the outside, as she mentioned, you know, Mackenzie, you know, good skin care. So there are procedures that you can do. And uh, But do you, you really great. think that those procedures work all that well? It, it depends on what the issue is. I mean, to yeah. me, the camera, the pixels on your camera are not fantastic. It's broken up a little bit. So mm-hmm. from here, you look pretty darn good. But if someone comes in, <laughs> you know, and so you look great, even with she the looks hot, Doctor Nassim. I've seen the photos. Great. <laughs> yeah. So I just I know sometimes like with all different procedures that are like supposed to tighten skin or whatever, I always feel like maybe I don't know. For me, I was like maybe we should just bypass that and just cut it and pull it back because I I sometimes I feel like it's I don't know if it's worth it to see like a very tiny, minimal. You're you're right. Good point. I I gotta tell you, Emily. So you have a great point. I mean, if someone comes into me and is knowledgeable, like what you just said, says, listen, they might say, I want something non-invasive. I don't want to undergo the knife and I'm okay with a little tightening. Boom. Fine. Perfect. Mm-hmm. But if someone does come in now and it's been a you know good number of years and mm-hmm. there's laxity and there's new techniques, for example, I do something called a deep plane ne- neck lift and a deep plane facelift. And they need an abbreviated version of that where the full spiel of that mm-hmm. that movement, when you feel the skin and the muscle, and as the physician, you say, you know what? I feel good about this movement. I know I can get it. And the patient wants to undergo the knife again, and there is an improvement to to be given. That is an absolute option, of course. Yeah. There's always an option. <laughs> there is always an yeah. option. How long, Dr. Yeah. Nassif, how long do the, like the, when you talk about the neck and the face, how long does that typically last? Again, it really depends on your elasticity, but five to seven years. But remember, here's the way it goes. You're aging. We pick you up on the conveyor belt, which is still <laughs> moving and bring you back here. It's still <laughs> aging. I like that. So in other words, if you look at yeah. you, if you can look at yourself seven years later, what you would look like if you never did anything compared to what you look like after doing something seven years prior, you're still going to see a, a you know a nice difference. And you know you both looking at you, you both have good skin quality. 
And of course, you know, we'll take some credit from Mackenzie's quality uh, to make your skin uh, better. But so the point is, it's it's all those. And um, I mean, one thing too, you know, some of the housewives, again, I know and confidentially, you know, I've, I've seen a decent amount from the different franchises mm-hmm. and some have very reasonable expectations and some don't. Right. It's really about the expectation. So, you know what? I'd be happy with a little bit of this, you know, and a little bit of this. And if it looks, if they're not going, oh yeah, I want this, <laughs> you know, then, you know, you're fine. See, I think for me, that's what, what I loved so much is that it was, that I, I did not come into you saying, I want this. I, I just want it to be me again. That was the biggest thing for me. I, I knew that the, the fillers had gotten out of control and I just wanted to be me again. Yeah. What are your thoughts on uh, fillers, Dr. Nassif? Well, I mean, one, I want you to read and Mackenzie will probably send it to you, but you got to read her People magazine story because she went yeah. a little overboard. Remember, too much of anything is no good. Right. But if someone comes in, they want a little Botox to wrinkles, great. You know, here, 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 platysma bands, you know, different areas to use Botox. No problem. I get it every four months myself. Matter of fact, I need some more. Um, but when it comes to fillers, for you, when I look at you, again, I'm I'm not getting a great picture now, but... Underneath your eyes looks full, your cheeks look full, mm-hmm. your jawline, your eyebrow shape. Um, you look pretty darn good. So for you, again, unless I'm not seeing something, you know, that it would be different in real life, fillers can help people as long as they don't go overboard. Mm-hmm. And you got to be careful because of the risks involved with it, who the injector is, what their expertise mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And do they have a light hand, not a heavy hand? And do they make mm-hmm. you look natural? That is the goal. Mm-hmm. So fillers have their place. We do a lot of fillers, you know. Mm-hmm. They do have their place. I mean, and, and listen, uh, I'll have my honest moment where after all, all the work that we did, I had some laxity under my eyes from the fillers being removed. Now, what was the first thing I did? I marched right back into the office and I said, mm-hmm. what do we do about this? Can you put filler in? I don't. I didn't want to do fillers again, but is that a suggestion? I remember it going straight to Dr. Nassif, and everybody was a resounding no. No. It's laser. It's skincare. It's just taking care of the skin and patience. And I think that's where once mm-hmm. you've also gone through some of these things, we get impatient then. <laughs> we then start to nitpick and we get impatient. So what did you do for under the eyes? Laser. So that you didn't have like... Follow. Laser. The laser took care. The laser took care. Really? Of it. Yeah. It, it. You know what? I finally just had to suck it up. Um, between. Well, first of all, and and I mean, I'll send this to you as well. But my Westmore Beauty sixty second mm-hmm. eye effects because I was getting puffiness and I was seeing dark circles. Mm-hmm. So between that and my shadow edit, the the sixty second eye effects got rid of the puffiness. But it, it lasts twenty four hours. It's not a, a you know long term. It's just for the day. So that would get me through some of my 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 days and still does because I'll still have a little puffiness under this eye. And now I'm learning to just deal with some things. But as far as like the bigger issues that I was having, I really just had to sit with myself and just shut up and in my head and just say, be patient. Dr. Nassif knows what Mm -hmm. he's doing. Laura, his injector, Mm -hmm. knows what she's doing. And I would get my laser Mm -hmm. work done and I would be very diligent about my skincare. 
and just use good makeup. And that's why with Western Beauty, it's infused with so many good ingredients like jojoba oil, chamomile oil, things that do nourish the skin. So I just kept to that mm-hmm. regimen and just put a mantra in my head of just whew, relax. We'll get there. And it, it did. It, it's, 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 it is starting to get there. So Emily, what she said, so, you know, here's what happens when you get rid of the fillers. Mm-hmm. That's one thing you have to bury up because sometimes the fillers can last three to five years. It can also slow down some of the drainage of the lymphatic fluid and you get some bulging and some uh, what we call uh, malar festoons on the side uh, from having filler or having it dissolve. And the skin can get a little crepey and dehydrated. And that's where, as she mentioned, mm-hmm. great skin care. Yeah. And then one of the lasers, whether it's a profractional laser, which is a little bit deeper versus mm-hmm. an IPL or broadband light, you know, or one of these newer lasers, um, that's how you want to treat the area as best as possible. Because, you know, you haven't put it, you know, made, uh, you know, a, a big cut, which has also, you know, there's always risks with everything. So the laser actually takes care of like that hollow out area where, you know, I feel like that's where for me, that's where I feel like I look like I'm aging is because that this gets hollow through so, here. So if you're a hollow, you know, sometimes we do, especially if you have a little fat on the belly, we do a 20 mm-hmm. minute procedure and put a little fat up there, fat grafting. I'd rather do that than keep putting in fillers. Oh, because mm-hmm. I still. I still do a little filler here. I've had the filler dissolved because, you know, I call it the cabbage patch look where you get too much filler under your eyes and then you, you look like a cabbage patch, yeah. like you're like this, like your eyes go away. So I had to have filler dissolved through here. But then I felt the same way you did. Like when the filler was dissolved, I was like, oh my God, I look like I'm 80. Like now it's all hollow and dark underneath. Yeah. So then I just had them put like a little bit back and just... Because I couldn't look like that. I couldn't have hollow, dark circles under my eyes. So that that's the pigment, and that's the hollowness. And you're right, the filler will help with that. However, it's mm-hmm. more of a long-term uh, effect. Um, and Mackenzie's not a candidate because she doesn't have any fat on her belly. Uh, and Damn you, Mackenzie. And, 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 <laughs> we can find and it take somewhere. A fat, you take a little fat, and you do a beautiful job with the fat grafting. Uh, fat well, sculpting, see, fat I, contouring. I, yeah, I do. I have enough on my belly for me and for yeah, Mackenzie yeah. if she needs. <laughs> oh boy, there you go. So, so we do a lot of that. We do the temples, we do the cheeks, we do underneath the eyes, the jawline, different areas, and and that's something that could help and augment uh, the hollowness. And what do you recommend for dark circles? Well, besides covering it up with what you right. have. Well, yeah, but, shadow. You know, we have, you know, we have our our this new one, Emily. You know, you know, we have the new eye product here. Let me see if it's even in here. Oh, there it is. The eye renewal serum. The eye renewal serum. Yeah. It's got, for example, this one's got eye cereal, one of the key ingredients. That helps with the dark circles, the pigment. Now, if the pigment is deeper, then you got to go laser. Yes. Yeah. You know, and that's the whole thing. But this is where it is that great combination of skincare and appropriate makeup because there are... Yep. There's a lot of skincare that doesn't have the right ingredients. Dr. Nassif, obviously being a, a plastic surgeon, has included all the ingredients your skin needs and should have to address these concerns. And as with us, with Westmore Beauty, we also infuse, like I said, jojoba oil, chamomile, all these things that are nourishing, hyaluronic acid, retinol. Um, we've retinol in the 60-second eye effect. So these are all things that 
you combine good skincare with good makeup, it will go so much farther than any filler will. Well, I need to try that. You know, you got packages I mean, coming. <laughs> so yeah, so right. make sure Mackenzie tell <laughs> Allison will send her a little love package. I will. The care package also with you. Well, this has been fun. This has been really fun. That hour went by pretty fast. I know. And I love your journey, Emily. I mean, I just adore you, but I, I really love your journey. I, I love your honesty. Uh, I, I love what a, what a powerful, strong, intelligent woman that you are. And please don't ever change who you are because you are phenomenal oh, as is. I appreciate you saying that. And thank you for asking me to come on. I, I really appreciate it. And we actually need to get together and eat some bread. Yes, we so. do. Yes. I want to try the butter bread. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Emily, uh, tell everybody, what is your, your, um, all your social media? Where can people find you? Well, really, I only look at Instagram, which is RHOC underscore Emily Simpson. Apparently I have a Twitter account, but I don't do much with it. So <laughs> that's really it. Really just Instagram. So, and I can't, I can't get into the TikTok thing. Like, I feel like I'm too old. No, you're not. Well, it's like I'm 47. Like, how many new social media things do I need to learn at this point? It's just too much. Like, I can't do it. So, I, I, I tell you, that's something too, because, you know, Mackenzie's an expert there. <laughs> I love, are you, are I you love TikTok? TikTok. I'm obsessed with TikTok. That's funny. <laughs> I know my daughter's always like, Mom, you need to get on TikTok. Mm. So, apparently, I'm going to have to have my 10 year old daughter make a TikTok account for yeah. me. <laughs> hey, you know, so anyway, we always like to finish off these podcasts with basically words of advice, like a one-liner. Yeah. So for everyone who's listening, Emily, mm -hmm. if you were just yeah. going to pick a one-liner to end on a high note, what would you like to say? Especially you other women out there. I would say do something for yourself every day, just for you. Simple and Love perfect. And, and, and all encompassing with that one statement. Yeah, I mean, I could go on and on, but you told me to keep it I know, it like... we had to do one, I know. <laughs> well, listen, everyone, we will see you next week. And it's been yeah. great chatting with uh, the Real Housewives of Orange County uh, star, Emily Simpson. And I tell you, it's been, you know, uh, her journey. And again, coinciding too, you know, with Mackenzie's journey. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, it's been a wonderful, wonderful podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us and thank you to everybody listening, watching, and you know where to find us. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to Demystify Beauty produced by Gotham Production Studios. If you have any questions for future episodes, please don't hesitate to reach out to us on Instagram at demystifybeauty or email us at demystifybeauty at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. See you next time.